All right, Why Whales, uh, happy evening, good morning, or, or wherever you are. I am here with uh, Christopher from Request Network, um, and I'm going to give him a minute to kind of dive into that. But, but, but Chris, um, let's start with kind of what what was your earliest exposure to the blockchain cryptocurrency, um, and and you know how did you get to uh, you know running and founding the company? Um, yeah, very interesting. Actually, uh, <clears throat> sorry. I've always been a, an entrepreneur in my mind, and I first heard about Bitcoin in 2012. Then uh, I think um, in 2014, uh, it was my second very big job as a CFO in Switzerland. And for the second time, my CEO got fired. Um, and uh, that's when I, st I, I said to myself and to a friend, let's start uh, building a company together. Um, and uh, we happened to just build something in uh, the money transfer industry. And we were actually transferring money from different countries uh, to Europe, including like from China, from Mexico to Europe. And we were using Bitcoin as a backbone because that was already very efficient. People were sending Chinese yuan, receiving euros. They did not know that uh, Bitcoin was making the transfer, but it was 10 times cheaper and even faster than uh, banking systems. So that's how we got wow. into it. We started building into it uh, right away in 2014. That's fabulous. And so this was, so you're saying that this was your first foray into crypto is, is the company you're running today. Yeah. So basically, uh, since 2014, we, we more or less pivoted, uh, some people stayed, uh, we went through different, uh, kind of setup, different kind of companies, uh, also three different accelerators, including the Y Combinator. Um, but uh, we started with Bitcoin. At this time, the stablecoins did not exist. The um, Ethereum did not exist yet. Uh, so we just saw everything happening uh, over time and uh, adapted uh, to uh, everything that is new, innovative and uh, like uh, um, kind of magic. Yeah, well, and, and to be clear, people probably, if they didn't know Bitcoin was behind it, were probably amazed at how fast you could transfer money. Um, you know, wires are... <laughs> Are incredibly the Swift system is so slow. So let's let's jump right into it. Um, let's let's talk about request and and um, what it is and 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 how uh, how it's used. Uh, so to keep going with the transition uh, with the money transfer company, we went through Y Combinator early twenty seventeen, and there we realized that uh, the money transfers is an industry that exists because the banking system is inefficient. And it should not exist because people who are transferring money, they are actually, they just want to um, pay an invoice in a different currency. So we were just taking the problem at the source rather than uh, solving the symptoms. And we decided to launch a blockchain technology for payment requests. And among payment requests, one of the use cases is uh, invoicing and payments. So that's uh, how we came up uh, with this. Um, that's something that we launched in 2017 and uh, something that is uh, getting a lot of traction today. Yeah, and, and my exposure to where, where I met you was uh, <clears throat> I had a, a contractor send me an invoice on request. And prior to that, you get like an email or a direct message with like a, an ETH address. And then you have to guess like, is this really your address? And, you know, every now and then you'll catch them where you're like, can you confirm this is you? And, yeah. oh, no, 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 hold on one second. I'll send you a new one. And so your system, which I'd love if you're able to demo, 
um, was clear. It was, it was professional. Uh, mm-hmm. and so just as my own experience using this, I instantly reached out to you guys. I'm like, no, no, we, we need to know more. <laughs> <laughs> uh, usually people are a bit surprised when they see the, the app and they're like, oh my God, I, I didn't know this exists. Um, but that's basically a nice experience, simple experience for dealing with crypto when you are a business and when you are a business and you want to do things compliantly, like you. You want to pay your taxes, you want your accountant, auditors, authorities to be happy, then uh, that's uh, an app that works really well. Um, yeah, uh, if we've got some time, I can uh, make a quick demo. Yeah, I would, uh, we got time, we can, we'll take a quick pause there and you can get set up for your demo. All right, so uh, yeah, so, so really kind of walk us through, um, mm-hmm. you know, what we're seeing right now is if, uh, my God, you've got a lot of tabs. All right. Um, yeah. Walk us through, uh, what, what we're looking at here, sir. Okay. It's better for the tabs now. Perfect. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, basically here, the, the app, once you log in, you see your dashboard dashboard is basically, uh, the invoices that either you sent or the one that you, uh, received. And the one you receive, you, you will pay them. The one that you send, you basically, uh, it's because you create a new invoice. Uh, so let's do a test. I create a new invoice. So I send a test uh, invoice from a request test uh, to a client that's going to be uh, Moza at request.network. I want this invoice to be denominated in US dollar because that's what my accountant is used to. And he likes things when they are as usual. Uh, I'll request to get paid in USDC on, uh, on my wallet, um, for an invoice, like, uh, like, uh, just a random invoice. I can make it recurring. I can attach a file, add something, and I just click on create and send. Here, some magic is happening because the invoice is actually getting created on the blockchain. So the, um, the, the fact, the invoice and its data are encrypted, uh, but they are timestamped on the blockchain, which gives a lot of uh, legitimacy to it and basically uh, opens up to many uh, use cases in terms of uh, anti-fraud. So now, now that the, the invoice has been created, I will uh, log out and log in with the Moza account, so the client account, and try to show you a bit how it works for the um, payment. Yeah. And so as a quick, as a quick pause, Mm -hmm. as you're doing that, Mm -hmm. what you just showed was one of the most basic things that every business needs to do. Mm -hmm. QuickBooks is, I mean, this is decades old invoicing, but you're the only one that I've seen that's doing it on the blockchain and integrates it with, with crypto like this, because to me, what you just did was already magic. And the way you pay this to me was, was just mind blowing, uh, mind blowingly simple. And so congratulations on building one of the best mouse traps I've seen. Uh, meaning, it, and I apologize if the if it uh, that doesn't resonate in your language, but basically you you reinvented something from Web two and made it amazing in Web three. Yeah, thank you. Um, what's interesting is that we are always uh, uh, careful with what we say because we believe we've done less than one percent of what we have in mind. But um, but the uh, the users are basically CFOs or uh, co-founders at uh, big crypto companies like The Sandbox, Aave, MakerDAO, DeGraph, and they uh, usually say, even publicly, that they save 
10 to 20 euros a month. So yeah, that's uh, already uh, solving a big issue for the Web3 industry, but also not only for the Web3 industry, also for um, people who cannot transact with each other as businesses uh, with the banking industry. So for example, uh, contractor in Trinidad and Tobago, that's uh, the east of uh, Venezuela, uh, working with a client in India for an invoice worth $40. That's impossible with the banking system. That's possible with the request and the, and the crypto industry. And uh, we've got that kind of clients as well. And that's uh, very interesting for us. Uh, so no, now let's uh, dive into. So on my dashboard here as a Moza, so I'm the client, I uh, received an invoice. And here the invoice is um, um, by the, the same one as the one when we send it. And I can do a few actions, uh, like, for example, rejecting or accepting the invoice. When I accept the invoice, again, the acceptation, so the uh, approval status is going to be uh, timestamped on the blockchain, which means that I kind of commit publicly uh, about paying the invoice. And that means also that the invoice issuer, so the contractor, is going to be quite reassured because he knows he's going to get paid, or at least he knows that I committed to pay the invoice. Um, so now the, that the invoice has been uh, successfully approved, I can pay it. So to pay it, I, first a simple test, I confirm that the information is right, and I can simply pay it with a hardware wallet, with a, a Gnosis Safe, that's a multi-signature wallet, uh, quite secure usually that the in institutional solution, uh, or a Web3 wallet like Metamask, or any other wallet connecting with a um, Wallet Connect. And here, if I look... Ah, so if I look at uh, how it works for, I'm not going to make the payment, by the way. Uh, this no, is no, a, don't, don't a pay yourself. Big amount. So what's going to happen is that that's a cl classical Web3 app. You need to approve that your wallet is going to spend some USDC, and then you click on pay, and the funds are going to be received on uh, the uh, contractor's Ethereum address, which basically that's something that uh, you you and the contractor is going to see uh, the invoice as uh, paid. So you can see the, the different uh, payment status. Some of them are awaiting payment. Some of them are approved. And once it pay, it's paid, the status updates automatically, uh, which is uh, one of the biggest struggle for the accounting industry today is to connect with banking system. And here we just connect uh, automatically with more than 10 blockchains. So there's Ethereum, but there's also Polygon, Phantom, Near protocol, Binance Smart Chain. So, so there are many that we can connect with. And you could also connect to the banking system, which is uh, not the goal right now because we are serving the Web three industry. So, what do you what are you running on? What what chain is this uh, active on? Uh, this one is on Ethereum. Okay, so you're you're running your all these approvals and everything else oh, straight on Ethereum. No, uh, that's a very good question. So all the approvals creation and payment status they are on XDAI blockchain because it's uh, okay. uh, more cost effective. Uh, very interesting. You're then one of the, the first smart contract... that's running on that chain. Yeah. So basically there's um, the timestamps are on XDAI, the smart contracts are on Ethereum, and the payments happen in uh, more than 10 different chains in more than 40 different uh, cryptocurrencies. And we all detect it's amazing. automatically. Yeah, and and so for everyone watching, and you're going, wow, that 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 was really quick and simple. Um, <clears throat> I got an email from the contractor, clicked on it, 
clearly it was their invoice. Um, and you know, I, I, I didn't have a login. I didn't have anything that, that he's, you know, uh, mm -hmm. that Christoph is showing here. Um, but from that email, it opened the website. You were able to verify it. It was, it was clear that it was from the contractor, uh, had all, all the invoice, uh, notes there, um, went, paid it with my MetaMask. I think they requested ETH. Um, it took ETH and, and then it sent me an email, uh, confirming payment just like you would want. And I mean, it, that was it. There was no sign up for this. You need to have an account here. Um, so as far as requesting payment, which we all know can be a challenge in some cases, mm -hmm. um, I, I was just blown away by the simplicity uh, and, and ease of use as a, a as a Web3 payment platform. No. So we are in on the side of the customers and the payers don't necessarily want to create an account to pay. So the experience is a typical Web3 experience uh, you just uh, get an email and you can pay directly. And uh, the invoice issuers or mass payers, they want an account, they want a dashboard, uh, they want uh, access right management. So we try to make what people want. So um, what is there multiple levels of admin on this? So you could have an accounting accounting firm where you have a CFO, a controller, and a bookkeeper that have different levels of of uh, access? So um, yes and no. Uh, right now, there is a workaround to have different levels. And uh, the different levels in terms of a, a real uh, robust access right management system uh, is uh, not live yet. That's uh, on the backlog. Listen, I, you, you have this working, and so you're ahead of most of the game that's, uh, that's doing this. Um, so, so tell me about like kind of a little bit of the roadmap of what you guys are working on and, and kind of uh, challenges of, of what it takes to make that happen, because there's a lot there. So our biggest challenge today is to keep growing very fast, um, because we went with uh, this app, we went um, from one to 1,000 business as clients in uh, one year. Uh, and we want to go now from uh, 1,000 to 10,000 in the next 12 months. Uh, the 1,000 is a milestone that we just reached a few days ago. And so we need to keep growing fast. That means we need to keep um, onboarding new clients, adding new currencies, adding new payment networks, and um, at the same time, building a great product that people uh, still love, even when there are not uh, just 1,000 users, but uh, even when there will be 10 or 100 times more. So that's, that's the biggest challenge. But we have uh, many things to improve the experience and to add innovations to the product uh, in the backlog. Uh, among them, that's, there's what I call the uh, premium features. So there's some magic that we can do for the people who know about... Um, uh, let's speak about just a few of them. Uh, we can make sure that you pay an invoice in a fluid way. That means that uh, you pay uh, one thirtieth of the invoice every day for one month. So uh, we, we can solve this. And uh, that's something that uh, we will do for invoices. And we're integrating with a partner for that. And that's also something that we will do for payroll. So there we, we plan also to release a payroll solution because that's something that our clients uh, want. Uh, they pay invoices, but most of them, they are HR or uh, CFOs, and they also want to pay salaries. Um, then there's uh, Fiat to Crypto and Crypto to Fiat. 
that's basically for you to get paid by your client uh, in uh, USD, for example, but you receive crypto. And your client does not know that uh, you receive crypto. Uh, so there's, uh, that's an interesting use case. Uh, we are live in Europe with this. Um, then the same way, but if opposite, it's basically crypto to fiat. When you are a big crypto company like Sandbox and you want to uh, pay in crypto, but you want the contractor to receive money in, uh, in US dollar. Um, and two others, maybe uh, invoice financing. So invoice financing, basically today, uh, I think in the US or depending where uh, you guys speak about uh, invoice factoring or trade financing. So all this mm -hmm. to me is yep. a bit like the same. It's basically, you are supposed to receive 100,000 from a client and you want to get financing early for, for before the payment happens. And uh, for this, because the biggest problem in the invoice financing industry is the fact that there is fraud and we cannot prove that the invoice really exists or that the invoice really has not been paid, then our solution to timestamp invoices and payments on the blockchain is actually a really good solution for the uh, fraud problem. And there are many ways for us to do the invoice financing use case. We can do it totally Web3, uh, integrate with Maker, Ave, or Compound, or we can make it uh, something really useful for the traditional invoice finance businesses, uh, like uh, financial institutions. Um, I, I really hope you go with the DeFi stuff yeah. that's out there, because it's <laughs> so cool. Yeah, yeah, this is. Uh, I think there's um, there's no doubt that we will go with this. Uh, but the trade fencing companies, especially some trade fencing startups, are really interested in uh, in working with us already. Uh, so we yeah, might do both. Desperate. And I'm gonna end up with the last uh, one. But we we've got many, but the last one I, I love it because we're gonna replace banks with code for the escrow part. So instead of sending money to an escrow account and then uh, the uh, contractor receive uh, the money uh, under certain conditions, then you send the money to an escrow account, but that's a smart contract. So we replace the financial institutions with code. And I really love this idea because we can do things 10 or 100 times cheaper and uh, people all over the world can work together uh, without needing too much trust. And yeah, to finish, because of no, that's, and, that, and that's a huge. I just want to take a quick pause on that one because having escrow, which is again, it's it's not a simple smart contract, but mm -hmm. that's exactly what smart contracts could, can and should yeah. do. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I just bought a car uh, with crypto, and it, it, nice. it was you know, you're just sending it, and I would have loved to at least have that little barrier mm -hmm. of of using an escrow for even 24 hours or whatever predefined yeah. uh, events just to make sure it arrives safely and whatnot. And so I, I, I'm going to tell you, that's a huge one to have. Yeah, um, huge. So yeah. that's awesome. And then what was the last one? Uh, no, the last one is because I keep answering your question, the biggest challenge is actually going to be to choose which one we start with and uh, choose when something gets a lot of traction uh, and choose to focus a lot more on this. So there's basically uh, everything that I talk about those are very good ideas that are backed by people who really want it, but we want to find the biggest problem and work on it uh, deeply rather than uh, fight uh, all, all the different uh, problems and, um, and have a less important impact. So that, yeah, the challenge is really in terms of choosing the right opportunity. Um, yeah, I, I will say there's a lot on that list that's very important. Uh, mm -hmm. Lending off of invoices, lending or the, the lending off of an invoice balance, 
using already established DeFi protocols would would change the world. Um, payroll as well. I mean, I've said payroll mm -hmm. uh, via smart contract is is fabulous. So I, I just again, I'm really excited that I got to to just hang out with you for a few minutes. Um, and I know you you got to run uh, here in a little bit to your next thing. Uh, I appreciate the demo. Before you go, tell me like something that's just you're seeing in crypto because you're in crypto. You see all this. You work with Sandbox. You work with all these guys. What what's kind of like a one cool thing that you've seen that in the last week or so that's really you know kind of had you go wow that's cool. Oh, in the last week, uh, sure, month, um, whatever you want. Hmm. Okay, but not not necessarily on the last week. But there's one thing that is really really cool is that all ideas, almost all ideas, get to be executed. So normally. Um, and if you take the perspective of an investor, you look at a startup and the startup says, hey, uh, maybe I'm going to do um, Twitch or maybe I'm going to do a social cam. And normally the, the startup is going to choose one and the other one is not going to exist uh, for at least a few years. And here every, in the crypto industry, in the Web3 industry, every time someone says we're going to do this, even if they don't, someone else is doing it the, the, same, the same month. So there's like innovation is really speeding up a lot. And that's something that I love. And uh, another thing that I love is it's uh, there are so many trends. So there's been uh, DeFi trends, NFT trends, metaverse trends this year. And 2022 is there's still going to be uh, new trends. And all the trends, they end up uh, connecting to each other. And they also end up connecting to big players. So for example, the fact that the Sandbox, uh, that is uh, one of our biggest uh, users, uh, is also um, partnering with Adidas. So that's something that happened last week. Um, that's, uh, that's awesome because the, the barriers are basically getting breached. And uh, so you, you can see that now we are not speaking about the technology that is a small little thing that might uh, not exist anymore in two years. We're speaking about something that we know is going to exist. Uh, so that's, uh, that's nice. Yeah. Awesome. I really appreciate it. Um, are you an NFT collector? Um, not, not really. I, I've got some NFTs, but I don't have enough time to uh, research and filter out all the NFT projects out there. So I try to focus on request use cases. And there are a few use cases with NFTs. Uh, for for what we do. So, for example, when I speak about invoice financing, an invoice could be an NFT and then uh, get he, uh, to be in a collateral pool on uh, Aave or Maker. So uh, there are applications that I'm thinking about, but I'm, I don't collect um, every day or every month. Well, no worries. We're going to give you a free one for coming on and doing Yay. this. Uh, is there any, is there a, yes. Uh, but before I, I, we stop recording, is there anything else you, you'd like to, uh, to say to our, our audience? Uh, there's about 30,000 of us. Uh, we're business owners uh, and, and kind of top of funnels all around the world. Um, yeah, but uh, clearly uh, if there's a, there are business owners who want to get paid in crypto for proper invoices, then the, you know, you know where to find me.